And I was. Oh, turn you off. Okay. Hi, guys. <laughs> Welcome to Pure You're My Therapist, the podcast where I vent, you listen, and you do not, under any circumstances, send me an invoice. It is quite literally against the law in my land. So, okay, I'm beginning the episode off with two PSAs, okay? The first one is if you see my foundation on this caller, mind your business, okay? Just mind it as best as you can because, you know, I'm a black girl. I'm wearing white. I'm already playing with fire, you know? So if you see some, don't say some, okay? This is not NYC. Thank you. Second thing is there's still time. There's still time to leave a rating and a review on Apple Podcast to be entered in the Valentine's Day giveaway. I'm so excited about this because I don't know. I like y'all. I love y'all. Like I read all the comments. I read every message or I try to at least. Um, and I just, I want you guys, cause I, a lot of you guys are like, oh my God, I'm in the same place. I feel the way you feel. And I'm like, you know what? My girls are going to get something. I'm going to give something to my girls. And I think my girls deserve it. It's Galentine's, bitch. I saw a comment where somebody said, don't be afraid to lean into Galentine's. And you know what? You're right. We're leaning into Galentine's. You're going to be my Galentine or my Valentine or whomever. Um, but yeah, so I'm super excited about that. Um, the contest, not contest, it's a giveaway because I'm giving something away. It's not like a contest where you have to fight to the death. But the giveaway is going up until February 1st. That is the deadline to enter at 12 a.m. That's the deadline to enter. So um, I will choose a winner that day. And then on the next podcast, I will announce who it is. Is that going to work? Like, how is that timing going to work? What? I think February 1st. I don't know what day February 1st is. So let's open the calendar. That's the first poem we have in. Yeah, that's a Tuesday. Okay, so that's a good time. Um, so then that episode, that Friday, I will announce who the winner is. And y'all get back to me and then I'm going to just mail your stuff. Okay? I'm high. So, yeah. Um, you have until February 1st to enter. And it's going to be a great time, alright? Um, so today's episode, I thought I would talk about something very near and dear to my heart. Um, see, you know I'm in a good mood when I... I'm talking the British accent and I never step out of it. And I have to like literally sit here and think you're talking in a British accent too much. Stop it. Um, yeah, so today's episode is a little bit different. I'm talking about a lot of things. Um, cause there's a lot on my mind. Yeah, there's always a lot on my mind. Um, today's a great day and I'm going to start off by saying why today's a great day. Today's a great day because one, it is snowing. I live in the fucking South. It is snowing big fat clumps of snow. I feel like a child. This is very reminiscent of my childhood in New England. Cause I've talked about this a lot on the live, but I don't think I've actually ever talked about this here, but I grew up in like Massachusetts, Rhode Island, that area of New England. And it used to snow a lot. And I loved the snow. I remember school days. I remember how it looks when you walk outside and there's a thick three foot. Is it three foot? Am I being dramatic? A 13 inch (laughs) mountain of snow. And I remember what our street used to look like. And I even remember what my snow boots used to look like. Like I would go outside and 
Like, I remember one time, like, there was a staircase leading down. And, you know, I was short. I was a short, chubby child. I walked off the staircase. Boom. I went in. Covered in snow. Uh, top to bottom snow. Like, it was a lot of snow. And I loved it. And, like, my cousins would pelt me with snowballs. And, and like, it would always be snowing. And, like, I just remember these long, beautiful drives. Looking at the, the snow-covered trees as we head over to my cousin's house. Um, who, like, that was my favorite house to go to. And, like, we would drive over to my cousin's house to have like dinner with like her parents and like it's just it's such a oh I'm getting like giddy just thinking about it it's just such a nice reminiscent thing for me because I don't remember a lot of stuff I don't know what the heck is wrong with my brain but I don't remember a lot and and that's one of the things that I really vividly remember is like the feeling like even now like as I think about it I can remember the feelings of like, you know, Christmas and driving all the way to my cousin's house um, in this really nice side of Massachusetts and them having like a um, a real tree, like a real Christmas tree, not the fake ones. And I remember these little decorations they had that were like these metallic covered um, boxes, like present boxes. And I remember how the house smelled. Anyways, memory lane, okay? Going down memory lane. That's the point. The snow is reminding me of that. Um, for some people, however, the snow is very reminiscent of bad times. Every time my mom thinks about the snow, she thinks about the one time she got trapped in a snowbank, um, which, and I think she was pregnant with me at the time, which would make sense as to why I am such a frigid bitch. <laughs> that was a good joke. Shut the fuck up. That was a good joke. <laughs> but, um, but that's what that shit reminds her of. And, um... And yeah, so anyway, so I love the snow. Yeah, I was super excited to see the snow. Very excited about it. Loved it, loved it. Absolutely love it. Um, another reason why it's a good week, um, you know, I started my job not too long ago. And at the end of the week, my boss or the guy filling in for my boss, because my boss, I think he's sick and like not the good kind of sick. Nah, there never is a good kind of, there never is a good kind of sick. But um, he hasn't been in all week. So, you know, prayers out to him and good vibes out to him. Uh, but the week ended with my 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 person overseeing my project being like, you did really good. Like, you really picked up on everything really fast. And, like, this is super great. And I'm like, yay, this is awesome. And also, like, learning how to balance a schedule. Because I've been a free girl. I have been a free bird for years. Not having to answer to nobody. So... It's nice to see that I'm not a feral cat and that, you know, I still know how to behave with a bit of decorum uh, when it's needs it. Um, so, yeah, so that was a really great week. And then a couple of my videos are going off on TikTok. Like, um, today I'm about to hit 60,000 followers, so let's see how that goes. Um, and I'm just excited. Like, I'm just in a great mood. Um, you know, I'm just in a good mood. That little meltdown. <laughs> There's a meltdown I was having last week is definitely over. I will say that. Fuck Valentine's Day. I don't give a fuck, right? Um, so it's funny because I had therapy this week. Have I really been talking for 23 minutes already? No, I haven't. That's a lie. Where's the time on here? I've been talking for seven minutes. Okay. Um, I had therapy this week. I had therapy this week and a lot happens. Um, it was funny because my, last week when I finished therapy, my therapist was like, um, by the way, Miss <laughs> Girl, she was like, by the way, next session we're going to talk about your daddy issues. And I was like, huh? 
And she was like, yes, because I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it pop up a lot. And she was like, your next therapy session, we're having a whole day talking about daddy issues. And I was like, okay, bye, click. And I was like, and on this episode of POV You're My Therapist, I will show you how to ghost your therapist. Um, I really don't want to talk about that. I didn't want to talk about it. So she said that last week and I was like, I hope she forgot. So when I went to therapy this week, I was like, we're not talking about my father. We're not talking about that man. We're not talking about it. <laughs> um, I was like, that man can go burn in hell. But when she said that, I was like, no, we're not. Why would you say that? Like, she said that literally within the last 30 seconds of our appointment. So I did not have the time to, you know, fight her. And argue. And she was like, okay, gotta go, bye. It was so nice seeing you. Let's get the bill. Okay. And then she left. And I was like, ma'am, I don't, I don't want to talk about that means. Um, so she said that. And then so going into my, my therapy session this week, I was like, I ain't bringing this shit up. We ain't talking about this. <laughs> We're not talking about that means. Um, because like the saga of my father I don't even know where I would begin, honey. I genuinely do not know where I would begin. There's so much to say that I'm like, am I even comfortable saying this? Because I know me and I would want to post the clips on TikTok. And I feel like this, this is not tea, bitch. Tea is, it can be underwhelming. Tea can be bitter. Tea can be, this is a caramel frappuccino. This is diabetic attack. This is, this is a lot happening. So like, I'm just like, what am I going to be ever? It's not that I'm not ready. It's just like, do I want y'all to know my business like that? Cause I think it's only like a handful of my friends that know the situation with my dad, which I can tell you that my father has never met me. I have never met him. Okay. I've never met the man for good fucking reason. Okay, the only piece of information I will be, I don't know, the only thing I can truly say without going into detail, because like also like I would want to ask my mom, like, how do you feel about me sharing this um, to a large audience? (laughs) But the only thing I can tell you is that my father is a white collar criminal. Per, Um, and even that, I'm like, I may take that out later. I don't know. But, um, oh, and he has another family. I may take that out because I don't know. Um, I, and in my adult years, I've never wanted, okay. I should just introduce what the fuck we're talking about this week. Oh my God. Um, this week we're talking about daddy issues, bitch. (laughs) Cause you know what? All the hot girls have daddy issues. Are you really a hot bitch if you got both parents in your household? No, you're not. You're really not. All the bad bitches I know, they got daddy issues out the ass. And I feel like that really has to do a lot with how sexy we are, how funny we are. It's the pain. It is the trauma that has been budding since we were children. It has just honestly like the energy of that daddy issues trauma has just really cultivated itself into sexiness, sex appeal, humor, hotness. Like, we are bitches who get bags. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, our confidence is, like, through the roof. It wasn't always like that. But our confidence is, like, through the roof. Like, all the bad bitches I know have daddy issues. Like, it's kind of crazy. 
So, you know, in a way I'm thankful because maybe I would not be this funny if I did not have, oh, I definitely would not be this funny if I did not have daddy issues. Let me tell you something, the humiliation, the humiliation and the absolute anxiety of being a young child going to a parochial school. Yes, we're talking about that again. Um, And everybody has a father. It is every, (laughs) everybody got two parents in their fucking house and you are praying and hoping that your uncle who tells you all the time that you are the daughter he wishes he, he had, but can also be extremely unreliable, um, shows up to take you to the daddy daughter dance. Cause you already bought your tickets and you're the only black child at your school. And everybody is looking to see if your father will show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the microaggressions were out the ass, buddy. They were out the ass. And I remember when I showed up with my uncle, I don't, I can't, I feel like I may have cried that night. I don't know, but I showed up with my uncle. The amount of people that said, I didn't know you had a dad. And I said, yes, it's my dad. And my uncle very nicely would, would interject before anybody could say anything and be like, look at my sweet daughter. So, you know, he's a fucking real one for that. Cause he was not trying to make me feel left out. And I really fucking appreciated that. But Everybody's just always, anyways, anyways. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, so yes, that is deeply rooted trauma of, uh, you know, of just life itself. Uh, no, it's not. That's, (laughs) no, it's not. But that trauma just like, you know, it just kept budding. And, and I think that's why I have my great personality now. Since I was a child, they knew I was going to be a star because they said this bitch has no father. She's the only black child in the school, in this fucking town. Oh my God, she might as well be precious at this point, you know? So, um, so yeah, so yeah, that's my small rant on why all the hot girls have daddy issues. But, um, but I didn't really ever feel like I didn't feel, and I'm telling you, feeling is not the reality of life. What you feel is not always true. Uh, and I never really felt that having daddy issues affected my dating life. I was wrong. I was super wrong um, because I started noticing patterns and literally I noticed that like, especially it always happened when I was dating older guys, whenever I was dating a guy who was at least 10 years, my senior, there would be moments like when I'm looking at him and they're looking at me and they're like suspicious. And in my head, I see that clip of like a duck looking up and being like, Dada, Dada. (laughs) Because essentially I was looking for a father and not really a lover, but father more likely. So I noticed that a lot. And like, and I'm still working through that. This is a very fresh thing because I will go on to say that me and my therapist did not end up talking about my daddy issues. Thank the Lord. But she did. We did end up talking about other things. And I was telling her how I was really just like done with dating, like how I didn't care and all this stuff. And I was just like fed up. Like, cause after I recorded last week's episode, I was just like, I don't want to do this no more. I want to do it. I'm good. I don't want to do it. And I actually meant it, which is something that I never mean. Cause I always know when I'm lying Um, and I was right that the distance is something that I definitely fucking needed because I think like my whole life, because 
growing up in island culture don't look at boys don't talk to boys if you look at a boy you'll get pregnant if you touch a boy you'll get pregnant if you kiss a boy you'll get pregnant when i'm allowed to when am i like you're a child and like you're in puberty and you're like when am i allowed to date tween girl going through puberty barbie has a boyfriend and you're looking at your parents like when am i allowed to date never they're overprotective everything like you don't even know what sex is yet they're telling you that like if you have it you'll die like it's so fucking unhinged anyways it's so unhinged so like I that was like my situation growing up and all of that like kind of leads you as a young woman to put men on a pedestal like because you have very little interaction with them they're this thing you can't have there's something about it that's like a mystery like you're not allowed to have it and then on top of that you have me who like constantly wants to like find my dad my dad where's my dad like why did my dad want me like why does my dad love me and then I remember like one time my mom gave me a picture of my dad I don't know why but anyways I tried to light it on fire inside the house and she walked in because she's like why the fuck is the fire alarm going off here I go trying to burn a picture of him and then like also like my relationship with my mother is a lot better now but I I think like there are so many boundaries that like as a parent there's so many things you should not tell your children and like why did I as a 12 year old know that my father had another family I did not need to fucking know that shit like I'm just letting you know that I didn't need to know that so what I knew was that you're here um he's over there he's never met you a day in his life but there are children your age that he loves and takes care of so something is very wrong with you um why doesn't your dad like you what's your problem what did you do maybe he's seen you from afar and he's just like you I don't want to be involved with that girl So it's like, even though I wasn't directly interacting with this person, I definitely wanted them in my life. I was desperate to have them in my life. And to the point, like, I went to school with everybody who had a dad and their dads were so nice. And I just wished, I was like, can one of you adopt me? Like, can one of your fathers be mine? And like, that's not how that shit works. But you know, I was a wee child. I was a wee baron. So, you know, I, that was like a constant struggle for me. Like, the shit that really annoyed me so when I started dating and then when I started realizing that I could date men who were older than me and men who were like well off and liked to spend time and money on me I literally was like oh shit this is what having a father is like like one time I said a joke I said when I say daddy I mean I mean it no I meant it like you are my father figure on some weird Oedipus complex shit like you're my father figure and And like, and I knew that, but I was just like, I'm never going to admit that. And here I am admitting it to so many of you. Um, so that influenced a lot of my relationships and like, even now relationships, LOL, a lot of my, the people I dated that we're not going, we're not going there. Um, so like, and that's still something that I'm trying to navigate now. Cause I'm like, I don't know how to deal with this. Like, I don't know what's going on with this. And like, and I think the best way that I can explain to you how I fucking feel sometimes, um, episode one of Euphoria premiered exactly a week ago. Okay. And, and people are like getting mad at Cassie. They're like, Cassie, this isn't you. Cassie, stop. You know, cause she went ahead and this is a spoiler alert right now. Okay. Um, cause she went ahead, she was in the car. She's in the car with Nate, her ex 
her best friend's ex-boyfriend takes some panties off, you know, her cleavage is on 10. She's like ready to fuck him. Okay. And so many people are like, oh my God, why is she doing that? Why is she doing that? Baby, it's called daddy issues. Cassie in Euphoria is one of the best personifications of daddy issues that I have ever fucking seen because it's so true. You have this urge to get the validation that you need, the sexual validation that, oh my God, he wants me. And it's not, it doesn't matter the guy. It literally does not matter the guy. Like, I will say like, there's a lot of hyperfixation that happens on one guy especially when you thought you were close to getting what you wanted, but it doesn't matter the guy. As long as you're attracted to him and he shows the slightest interest in you, that's all you need to hit the ground running with this shit. Like, I kid you not. Cassie doesn't like Nate. She doesn't really care about Nate. She's going to make herself like him and make herself care about him. And she's definitely not thinking about how Maddie feels or how it looks or anything like that. That desire to be loved by a man because of the lack of love from your father as a child trumps the most amount of common sense that you could ever fucking have. And this is coming from a bitch with for the issues with daddy issues. I'm telling you, this shit is not a fucking joke. The amount of times that I've done so many questionable things in my life, it's not funny for an ounce of fucking attention. And it's from a man. And it's like looking back, I'm like, bitch, you could have been killed. You could have been slaughtered. Those, not victim blaming myself, but those desires led me to get that word. And and now that I know better, now that I've grown from that, I'm looking back and I'm like, I understand my feelings. I'm not angry at myself for the things that have happened to me because of my, of my psychology, like of the way my brain was working at the time. Like, and I feel bad for Cassie because I know it's going to get worse and it's going to be a very hard lesson for her to learn. Like I was talking to my friend who also has daddy issues and, and it's like, we spend our whole lives hoping that our fathers, that our father figures will, or we spend the majority of our lives hoping that our father figures will see us, that they will want to spend time with us, that will want to have an interest with us. And sometimes those father figures have such a lack of understanding of girls and women that they, they just don't want to touch it. And it's like, they, they cast you aside and they, they spend their time with their sons and all of these other things because they don't have the patience and the emotional competency and the emotional depth to even understand that like a relationship with their daughters is something necessary is something necessary. And like, and I was fighting for the attention of an invisible man who never saw me, who never knew me, who the one time my mom ran into him at a grocery store, he ran like his ass was on fire. He left his whole shit there and ran and he saw me. And I don't remember this because I was young, but she told me that. And I'm, and I'm like, what a fucking coward. Like this nigga's a lame. Like, you fucked the lame, mom. Like, I'm so sorry to tell you, but you did. And it, but I spent my whole childhood really wanting that lame in my life. And what I came to really, really, 
to realize well sometimes not having a dad is better than having an absent one or one who pops in when they feel like it and makes a bunch of empty promises because i've seen the result of that as well and that shit is like i'm like you niggas deserve hell like you niggas literally deserve to go to hell like if you have a child and you abandon it as a man you should go to hell if you have a child and you are a bad parent to it as a person point blank period you should go to the pits of hell and have to suck off satan's fiery chlamydia dick that's what you deserve per period because like so many of you men like y'all y'all i'm not gonna go into it but all i gotta say is these niggas are sluts they are sluts and they are running around putting their thingy things and everything and it's like then they don't want to take care of the thing that happens when you do the thing and it's like no no I've had I've seen what I needed to see I've had enough I've heard enough and I'm thankful for the daddy issues that I do have and do not feel jealous of the ones I do not have because all the time I'm like dang an absent father really was one of the best things that ever happened to me because having one that pops in and out and makes shitty promises and empty promises now that nigga could have gone to hell <laughs> period so um yeah so I'm watching euphoria and I'm looking at Cassie and like and I get it. And, like, I totally understand what she's thinking, what she's going through. And I think about, like, all these times, like, when I do questionable shit. And I really thought that, like, that, like, this man could love me. Like, I would have moments, like, where I'd hook up with somebody in such a sketchy circumstance. I'm not even going to get into it. In such a sketchy circumstance. And then find myself upset when they treat me like shit and I'm like I am allowed to be upset because you shouldn't just treat anybody like shit like you know but also if I was wiser if I was smarter I wouldn't get myself into that situation in the first place you know what I'm saying so it's like but once again like that is a behavior that I developed because I needed something very fundamental in my life for a long time and I found a way to you know, to ease that yearning, to ease that sore spot. And the way to do it was to get like little bits and pieces of attention from the men who could give it to me. And like, um, and that's exactly what Cassie's doing. Like you see the story about Cassie and her dad is a drug addict and all she wanted was her dad. Like all she ever wanted was her dad. And she's looking for that in all these different guys. And here's Nate, this seemingly untouchable force who is giving her attention. And, and it must feel so empowering for her, not in a good way. That's not a kind of empowerment that you want, but it must really make her feel like she proved something to herself. And like, that's the other thing I was going to get into was that a lot of the time, like, it's like, you don't want the guy, you don't care about him, but Your ego, your bruised ego, your childhood ego that has carried into your adulthood who didn't get to, to, to complete the circle, who didn't get to complete the cycle of my dad doesn't want me around. My dad doesn't love me. I can make him love me. Maybe if I'm perfect enough, he's going to love me. Maybe if I'm nice really today, he's going to love me. Maybe if I do really good in school he's gonna notice me like that bruised ego of that child who did all those things to get their dad's attention carries on into adulthood for sure 
So when somebody like Nate, or for me, when like one of these older guys would like give me attention, I would really be like, okay, now all I need you to do is like fully fall in love with me. And then I can close the circle. I can complete the cycle and I can prove myself wrong that it wasn't me. It was my dad because you did it. You loved me. You fell for me. So like watching Cassie, like keep that in mind and like, and try and like kind of understanding and kind of empathizing of where she's coming from. Cause like, I still catch myself doing this shit to this day, bro. To this day, I catch myself doing it, but now I'm smart enough to be like, bitch, you know the truth. You know how it is. You know the truth. Knock it off. Stop. That man ain't ever going to love you. And your dad, I don't know, that nigga can burn in hell for all that matters, you know? So, but yeah, like, I don't know. Like, I think it's so annoying that the lack of one person from a life can really just fuck you up, like, to a lot, to a really large extent. And it's like, if you're not wise, if you don't have a tribe of people oh my god like it's crazy because like I lacked this one thing in my life and it affected me for so long it really did but also along the way I was so lucky the the women that really stepped up and like even some of like the males in my life who stepped up and and filled and taught me things I needed to know, you know, like I have, there was this woman that I, um, that she was like, she was the basketball manager at my high school and she like kind of took me under her wing. Her daughter was away at college. And I think like it was a symbiotic relationship for us because she was very attached to her daughter. I think it was her only child. Um, and my mom was away at the time I was living with my sister. So, um, this woman like kind of became like my surrogate mom and like she'd do my hair. Um, she gave me my first sew in honey. She really, she really was that lady. Like she was that girl. Like she taught me about lace wigs. Like, and I remember she was the reason why I decided to work on my posture. I took etiquette classes when I was younger, but like, I didn't give a fuck. But I remember like one day she was like, you're such a pretty girl. And she was like, but I feel like your lack of confidence really shows up in the way you carry your bones. And I was like, what? And she was like, you need to straighten up when you walk. She was like, you need to walk with your head held high, even when you feel like your face is about to hit the ground. And I was like, that's really rude, but I'll do it. And, and so like I started walking with my head held high and And she ended up, like, passing away, like, I think my senior year of high school. And, but all the time, like, I think, like, uh, ew, she's not gonna cry. Nope. No. But all the time, I think about how thankful I am for this lady. Because she really helped me in a space where I needed it. And she stepped up to be the parent that I needed when, you know, like I could have easily lost myself. Like high school is a tricky time. Oh my God, you're kidding. You're fucking joking. Mm, Not the red eyes, babes. Not the red eyes. (sighs) So anyways, high school is a really tricky time already. And like, I feel like you already need all the guidance in the world and 
and to have it and at such an excess because oh my god like I shit you not every teacher I had in high school was amazing not every every most of the female teachers were amazing like my drama teacher was really amazing my math teacher my math teacher was really amazing and like and those like were very like strong women who like at a point in my life where things could have gone left or right and right is wrong um they they really put a lot of expectation on me to the point where I couldn't really the option of being a fuck up was not it you know what I'm saying like that was really the guidance I needed those were like the sticks that made me walk straight so um but even that that having all of that being lucky enough to have all of that did not change the fact that my relationship with men was so fucked up and my relationship with myself was so fucked up because I was so desperate for my father's approval for this ghost's approval like that shit is crazy to me and it boggles my fucking mind and I keep thinking all the time like it feels like such a a large driving force that I'm like It's taken a long time in therapy to divert those feelings and to change my behavior. But it's like, is this a feeling that you ever get rid of? Of, or it's not a feeling, sorry. I think it is a feeling you can get rid of. But is that, that is a bruise that takes so long to heal. That you have to work on healing for a long fucking time. And it is a bruise that you didn't cause yourself. That you didn't do to yourself. That you had the moment you were born. It is like your original fucking sin. And it's like all because some nigga wanted to be a piece of shit. Like what is this? (laughs) All because some man wanted to be a piece of shit. Are you fucking kidding? Are you fucking kidding? You ruined my life before I even knew what the word patriarchy meant, you son of a bitch. Oh my God. So yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, getting pissed off, getting slightly mugged off. I'm feeling very mugged off right now. My my nerves really went from zero to 10 in like five seconds because I got so mad thinking about that just now. Like what the hell? It's like men are always the problem. They're always the fucking problem. When are you not gonna be the problem, bro? Oh my god. Anyways, anyway, let me check. Let me consult my notes. Let me consult these fucking notes. My god, I just got pissed off for a sec. Ugh, Jesus. Anyway, so going back to Cassie, let me tell you something. Also, like, bitches was judging her man whore. And I was like, leave my girl alone. Y'all don't understand what she's going through. Like, I keep seeing that TikTok where that girl is like, why y'all get so weak in the knees when you don't have a man? Stand up, stand up. I'm like, girly pop, a lot of the people who are saying this stuff come from a two-parent household or had a really strong father figure in their life. And, and it's like, I do not expect you to understand. So stop trying to understand what these girls feel because it's like, oh my God, like y'all want people to be so hard and so independent and so unempathetic towards yourselves. It's like you pick yourself up and you get out again and you move on. And it's like, it's not like that. It's not like that. You carry pain with you through life. And it doesn't matter how early on that pain happened. It doesn't even remember. It doesn't matter if you don't remember the source of the pain. You carry it with you. 
And it's like, until you get to a point where you work on it and you decide like enough is enough. And if you're even lucky enough to understand where the pain comes from and to understand that it's something you have to work on because like not everybody is lucky to understand that. Some people have pain and it feeds their fucking ego and then they become this person who thinks, oh, I'm, I'm the best. I'm great. I'm an alpha. I'm this, I'm that. And it's like, no bitch, you're in pain. You're in pain and you need to figure it out. Like some people are like that. And it's like, I'm not like that. Ah, when I'm in pain, I'm down for the count. I'm out. I'm out. I'm sad. I'm crying. I'm depressed. I'm anxiety. I got IBS, I'm pooping, I'm shitting, I'm crying, I'm doing it all, like, that's just me, but I'm lucky enough to be able to know when these sources of pain are acting up, and it's like, so don't, all that is to say, don't judge my girl Cassie, don't judge her, Miss Cassie is going through a lot right now, okay, and I'm sorry she can't be Lexi, bitch, I'm sorry she can't be Lexi, um, but anyway, so going back to my therapy session, uh, my therapist, <laughs> I finished my little rant with her and then she decided to tell me <sighs> that she thinks that it's um, time that I actively start and try to date again. <laughs> um, I cried when she said that. Why, you may ask? Because boys are mean and I'm just not ready to interact with them again, okay? Or I was just not ready to interact with them again. So she said that and I was like, I literally said to her, I was like, why would you say that? Why would you say that? Aren't you supposed to be protecting me? And she was like, "Um, yeah, but uh, you've done a lot of self-growth and or self-work and how are you gonna know um how far along you are in your journey if you don't test it out and what she said specifically was you cannot grow in isolation and I was like bitch I damn near can try let me get some fucking miracle grow and a little beam of light let's see how far we can take this shit I don't want to go out I don't want to do it and I was feeling that way and I was like okay well maybe the fact that I had such a violent reaction to such a simple statement should be reason enough for me to make an attempt. So guess what she did? You wanna know what she did? Yes, yes, she downloaded the apps. Yes, she did, she did. She did the thing she said she wasn't gonna do. She did that. She downloaded the dating apps. Yes, she did. Yay! <laughs> I feel rabid. I feel feral. Okay, and let me tell you a few things I have been reminded of, okay? I've been reminded by, I've been on dating apps for four days, and I can confidently tell you that Tinder is Satan's gift to humanity. Why, you may ask. Well, I want you to ask yourself, why is there a flame in the Tinder logo? That is because it is straight from the hands of the devil. Where does the devil live? In hell. And what are in hell? Flames. Huh. Yeah. And what do you need to make flames? Tinder. Kindling. Tinder? What does Tinder even mean? Okay. So, Tinder is straight from the depths of hell where there are fires and flames and satanic behavior because you know what i've been on that beach for about two fucking days four days 
And you know how many men, how many men have been like, um, come over, hang out. First of all, you fucking cretin. Hanging out at your house is not a date. What you trying to do in your house? Tell me. What is there to do in your home that I cannot do at a restaurant? (laughs) Are you not into public nudity? Is that what you're trying to say? (laughs) You should be brave enough, okay? And also, why are you inviting strangers into your house? If I was really a city girl, I would rob you. I would rob your ass. I really would. I would set you up. I would set you up and rob you. Pull a spring breakers on that ass. Why are you inviting strangers to your home? Okay? You know, I was talking about this on my live last week. And one girl said that she doesn't rob them when she goes to her house. What she does is make their life slightly inconvenienced. She will steal batteries out of the charger. Out of their remote controls. She'll steal their phone charger. And you know what? I'm really, I, 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 I like you. I really like that. Because one, if you're going to invite strangers into your home, I hope those strangers teach you a fucking lesson. So I will take one AA battery out of every fucking remote control I can find. I will take your tablespoons and your teaspoons and hide them. And what else can I do? Mm, let's think. Maybe take the most important keys off the keychain. Um, ooh, I'll steal all your charger butts. Oh, that's a wrap. And if you got the good iPhone charger too, I'm taking that shit. Petty theft. Let's go. But also, why are you inviting strangers into your home? Mm, okay? Second of all, what I've been reminded of through Bumble. Bumble. This one is for you, Whitney Wolf, whatever your name is. Bumble, the icon is a bee. You know who's allergic to bee stings? Literally everybody on this planet. And what are they filling you up with? Venom. Venom. Yes, they are. So what happens when you go on Bumble? You are stung. Allergic reaction. By a man. By a man. Who is spewing his venom. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing, bitch. And then, last but not least, hinge. The beef. My voice just cracked real quick. Hold on. I'm cold as fuck up in this room, bitch. And I can't turn the heat on because it's fucking loud. The Oh, my titties out. The beef I have with hinge. The app made to be deleted, you damn skippy. Because that shit is awful. It's terrible. And also, why you allow random people to message me? I don't like that shit. I really don't. Like, I don't know how the model could work any other way besides how they have it, but I don't fuck with it. Hinge, you know what has the word hinge in it? Unhinged, because that's what men are. The men on this app are unhinged. You know what else has a hinge on it? A door hinge. And what do you do with doors? You close them. So we're closing that door. I've had enough. Literally, I've been on these apps for such a short amount of time. The amount of, first of all, I already got something talking about, your titties look so nice. Bitch, where the fuck did you see my titty? Nowhere. You're fucking horny and weird. Get away from me. Like, I'm just like, what the hell? And I'm being hella selective. I really am. Like, this guy, I'm, oh my God. Oh my God. And I downloaded Tinder. 
And I matched with this guy that I had matched already before on there, but he fucked it up. So I was like, all right, you get another chance by me pretending that I never matched with you in the first place. So he's like, I think we matched on here before. And I was like, did we? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, um, we matched before and you may have just deleted your account wrong. He unmatched me. He was being weird. And during the time, like he was just like a very depressed guy like I talked to him for like I think a week and like he was just so downtrodden and down and out and all this shit and I was just like bro like this is tiring but at the time I was a captain save a whore okay I was a captain save a hoe so I literally was like do you want to vent do you want to talk about your feelings I'll be your therapist I'll be a free therapist you dummy okay so I was like really I don't know I was trying to be superwoman or something but and he was using it up to And he depleted my energy so quickly. So I was like, all right, well, I know how much I've changed in a year. So let's see where you're at. Please. Within two seconds, this man says to me, he says, um, I literally said, um, oh, like, I don't remember what you from before it lies, but, um, what are you on Tinder for? And he was like, do you want the truth? And I was like, oh yeah, he's going to say something like sex. I don't know. That's what everybody's on there for. Apparently. And he was like, um, well, the truth is, I'm scared that I'll never be able to find love and keep it, lol. Babes, what do you expect me to do with that bit of information? What am I supposed to do with this? Where are we supposed to go from here? Nowhere. Nowhere. So what did I say? I said, hmm, there's so much we could say here. But the first of it is get a grip. Yes, get a grip. Second of all, if you think that and you tell women that to scare them away, you will ensure that. So go ahead, keep doing it and see how far it gets you. And then I was like, I'm going to unmatch you now. To which he said, LOL, okay. And I unmatched him. And I was like, dude, like, (sighs) but that also got me thinking into one of, I'm, I don't know how y'all feel about me jumping from topic to topic, but I was going to go into a whole thing about consciousness and like, and you are what you think you are and you are not, um, you are what you think essentially. And like how I think that ties in with like being mentally conscious and like being a conscious person and, and our role in the simulation. Yeah. I was about to go down a hill of like conspiracy theory live life love okay but I'm gonna save you that I'm gonna spare that Um, I'm gonna spare you that moment and what I'm going to do instead is do my outro okay Um, because I don't think anybody needs to hear everything I was about to say Um, so thank you for joining me today today was a very chaotic episode I'm not going to lie to you Um, anytime I start talking about daddy issues, uh, we go downhill quickly, but I tried to keep it together as best as I could. Um, we laughed, we cried, we made jokes, we a kiki keyed. Okay. Had a little kiki. So with that, I bid you adieu, my friend. I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope your week is filled with light and love and joy and laughter. And I hope your problems take a hiatus for this week. So... Um, yes, don't forget that we are doing the Valentine's Day giveaway. We, by we, I mean me, I'm doing the Valentine's Day giveaway. So leave a rating and 
and a review. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can. My Instagram is vinephilo, V-I-N-E-P-H-I-L-O, um, at Instagram. Okay. And my Twitter is wordes, W-O-R-D-E-S. Um, and if you like the podcast, share it with a friend. Um, a girl left a comment that she shared it with her mom and I was like, please, babes, your mother does not need to know that I'm a raging whore, all right? Your mama does not need to know my problems, okay? Um, but I appreciated it, and I thought that was really cool of her. And also, you must have a cool mom if you can share this podcast with her. Um, so if you're enjoying the podcast, share with a friend and leave a rating and a review. And if you do this, okay, leave a rating and a review, you will be entered into the Valentine's Day giveaway, and wherein I send you a wonderful Valentine's Day gift, leaning into the galentine of it all. So, um, leave a rating and review on Apple podcast on Spotify. You can now leave a rating, um, no review system for them yet. They need to get with the times, babes, okay. Um, and share this podcast. If you're watching on, uh, YouTube, like, and subscribe my, my TikTok. Should we do the rest of the outro and Kylie Jenner? Okay, let's do it. My TikTok is dphil, D-P-H-I-L-E. Yeah, that's my TikTok. And you can follow me there too. Um, I go live sometimes. So if you're enjoying the podcast, share with a friend or a family member or your daughter Stormy. So if you really like it, do that. Okay. Love you. See you later. That was really chaotic. It's time for me to go. Bye.